Welcome back for another episode of Chew the Bible. It's your good friend, A.A. Ron. It is 10.19 in the evening on this beautiful August 28th, 2021. Shout out to Dr. Martin Luther King. Back on 1963, he gave his famous March on Washington. So today is a special day. It's crazy because I didn't even know that. I didn't, like, I don't know. Somehow I was out of the loop. But one of my uh, good uh, brothers from another mother sent me a message <laughs> talking about, yeah, remember this day. I was like, man, he more, he's more awake than I am or up on the history than I am. Anyway, uh, let's, let's jump right into it. I hope everyone had an amazing day. We are in Joshua chapter 3. Some of y'all are probably like, why is this man so greasy on camera? Uh, because before I go to bed, one of the keys I've heard to not have as many as many cracks. Yeah, as a black man, not have as many cracks when you're older is to moisturize. So anyway, that's why I look extra greasy. Plus his light. My lighting is not the greatest. One of these days I'll get it right. But anyway, all right, we're gonna be in Joshua chapter three. In chapter two, we talked about Rahab, the prostitute, and the two spies that went into the red light district. It was good. It was good stuff. I highly recommend going back and either reading it on your own or listening. Well, I haven't loaded the episode yet. I have a bunch of episodes that I'm just I'm trying to load like one a day. I'm recording two a day, but I'm only like loading one a day. That way, if there's ever a time when I just like need to take a break from recording or from take one of my uh, long vacations I like to do sometimes for a whole month from social media, then I'll have plenty of material to just post on the podcast. So anyway, here we go. Joshua chapter three, <laughs> crossing the Jordan. Joshua started early the next morning and left the Acacia Grove with all the Israelites. They went as far as the Jordan and stayed there before crossing. After three days, the officers went through the camp and commanded the people. When you see the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord your God carried by the Levitical priest, you are to break camp and follow it. But keep a distance of about a thousand yards between yourselves and the Ark. Don't go near it so that you can see the way to go, for you haven't traveled this way before. Hold on a second. I need a pause. I need to um, put my do not disturb on and yeah, on the on my phone here. One second. All right. Josh, verse five. <clears throat> Joshua told Joshua told the people, consecrate yourselves because the Lord will do wonders among you tomorrow. Then he said to the priests, carry the Ark of the Covenant and go on ahead of the people. So they carried the Ark of the Covenant and went ahead of them. The Lord spoke to Joshua. Today, I will begin to exalt you in the sight of all Israel. So they will know that I will be with you just as I was with Moses. Command the priest carrying the Ark of the Covenant. When you reach the edge of the water, stand in the Jordan. Then Joshua told the Israelites, come closer and listen to the words of the Lord your God. He said, you will know that the living God is among you and that he will certainly dispossess before you the Canaanites, Hittites, Hivites, Perizzites, Girgashites, Amorites, and Jebusites. 
when the ark of the covenant of the Lord of the whole earth goes ahead of you into the Jordan. Now choose twelve men from tw tribes from the tribes of Israel, one man for each tribe. When the feet of the priests who carry the ark of the Lord, the Lord of the whole earth, come to rest in the Jordan's waters, water, its water will be cut off. The water flowing downstream will stand up in a mass. Hmm, where have we seen this before? When the people broke camp to cross the Jordan, the priests carried the Ark of the Covenant ahead of the people. Now the Jordan overflows its banks throughout the harvest season. But as soon as the priests carrying the Ark reached the Jordan, their feet touched the water at its edge, and the water flowing downstream stood still, rising up in a mass that extended as far as Adam, a city next to Zarethan. The water flowing downstream into the Sea of the Arabah, the Dead Sea, was completely cut off, and the people crossed opposite Jericho. The priests carrying the Ark of the Lord's Covenant stood firmly on dry ground in the middle of the Jordan, while all Israel crossed on dry ground until the entire nation had finished crossing the Jordan. Before I read the, the uh, Tony Evans notes, there was a guy... Um, in fact, I'm going to write his name. What is his last name? I'm not going to say it on here, but anyway, I, I can't remember this guy's last name, but I know his first name. Anyway, he was in the prayer meeting and he was saying, telling me, telling us that really it was the Lord that was carrying them. The ark was carrying them, not them carrying the ark or like, well, he, he made, he, he was challenging everyone to think like who was carrying who. Who was carrying? Who was the ark carrying them? Alright, ah, let's read these notes. When Israel crossed the Jordan, God's presence would be manifested by the golden ark of the covenant. A box containing the Ten Commandments that was covered by the mercy seat, which had two cherubim, cherubim on it. It was between the cherubim that God promised to meet with Moses. Cherubim are like just angels, I believe, yeah. Since the Israelites understood the Lord to be enthroned there, this was a visual reminder that Israel's king would personally, personally lead them into the promised land. Most people wouldn't meet the President of the United States without first taking a shower and dressing appropriately. Though a human leader is a sinner, just like the rest of us, how much more then should we prepare or consecrate ourselves spiritually if we want to encounter God? The Lord would stop the water of the Jordan River from flowing so that the soldiers and people could cross. But only after the priest stepped into the river, why not stop the waters first? Because God wanted to see faith in action before he provided the miracle. Mm, interesting. Had to take that first step. The Lord, the Lord quick dried the earth where the river had been. No feet stuck in the mud. No cartwheels bogged down. This was no freak act of nature. It was an act of God. Mm. All right. Not much else to say about that. Let's go and hop on this Romans road. Keep this episode short. Oh, man, this whole time I didn't have the camera rolling. Oh, well, I'll have it rolling in the next episode.
Alright. Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. God demonstrated his love for us. Yeah, but God, Romans 5 says, But God commended his love toward us, and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Or he demonstrated his love for us. Then Romans 10, 13 says, For whoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And lastly, Romans 10, 9 through 10 says, If that if thou confess thy with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. And you can simply say this prayer if you've never asked Jesus in your heart. Say, Dear God, I know I'm a sinner. I know my sin deserves to be punished. I believe Christ is the Son of God who died for me and rose from the grave. I want to turn from my sin and trust Jesus Christ alone as my Savior. Thank you for the forgiveness and everlasting life I can now have through faith in Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name I pray. Amen. All right, we're going to go ahead and hop into Joshua 4 and go ahead and call it a night. So... All right, let's make sure this video is going.